Hello and Happy New Year, Payne County, Oklahoma. Father Brian O'Brien here, pastors of Payne. Um, here he's back after a two episode hiatus. Two episodes, really? You guys left me out that long? I we had Kyle. Uh, Come on, Kyle Dowd, seminarian Kyle Dowd here. Oh right, right. TU grad, one of one of my boys at TU. Yes, now, what, what yeah. was the What was the next one? Uh, we did one on. Did you do uh, it solo on me? We did one on. Uh, oh, liturgical colors. Yeah, that was See last those week. True colors shining through. This is ridiculous. What? What? Okay. So now. welcome. I'm um, here Wait, with Father Kerry Walker. You did Coolidge. two episodes. We did with two episodes with Kyle. Kyle Dowd. Yep. Golly. Amazing. You were on retreat. Well, I was on retreat, but also I got like COVID quarantined. I spent Christmas. Yeah, you didn't have it. You didn't have it. I you did not had have it. it. Tested you had to neg- go double away. negative tested. You had no to go symptoms. away for a while. Yeah, they go away for a while. The, and and I had spent Christmas alone. The twenty third, and a single tear falls down my face. <laughs> Splash! <laughs> oh. uh, we have a special guest, also my uh, other personality, my other personality in the studio today, God. and that is yet another Diocese of Tulsa seminarian. Bravo! Originally from Fort Worth, Texas, uh, an OS- Oklahoma State University graduate. His name is Matthew Tracy. Matthew, yay! Hello, Penn County. Yay! Not Father Carey's other personality. Penn County in the world. In the world. In the world. Yeah, Yeah, people outside of the world. People in Turkey. Sweden. Texas. Sovereign nation. It's its own country. Yeah. So anyway, so Matthew is, uh, is joining us. He's here with us over the Christmas break, was visiting his family a little bit in Texas, and now we, th- we said, hey, Matthew, come see what show business is all about. And now I'm here. Thank you for having me. And he is here. And he is here. I'm, um, surra- I'm surrounded by foreigners right now. I just would like to say, Father O'Brien to my right, uh, a Houston native, and Matthew Tracy to my left. Yeah. A Fort Worthian native, Fort Worthian, Fort Worthian native. So I'm, tra- I'm surrounded. I'm surrounded so by. So you've heard, you've maybe have heard. So I, you know, I came here. I came to Oklahoma as a teacher after college. Oh, that's right. And then decided to stay. Matthew, why? What are you doing? You're from Fort Worth. What are you? What are you doing here? Yeah, so I'm from Fort Worth, but I was. Um, I have family over here, and I went to school at Oklahoma State. Go Pokes. Go Pokes. Is that a good school? Oh yeah! All right. Good oh though. yeah! I've heard that. Pastor's a little, a little crazy, but it's a good school. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good place to be. But the um, I had my reversion of the faith right there, and um, what's a reversion? Sp- what's that word? Reversion. What does so that I mean? was I was baptized Catholic, and I had my first communion down in Texas. I was baptized in Oklahoma, and we didn't really go to mass after first communion too much. And I went to college and I had some friends that were Catholic and I was like, I think I'm Catholic. So yeah, I'll go to mass with you. And I went and um, found some really good friends there. And like who, who, who brought you? This is when, when Kyle was on the show, Kyle Uh had a similar experience. Kyle went to, uh, went to college, not as a Catholic, but found community in the Catholic church at the university of Tulsa. And I asked him to name names because I think that's important of like, so Uh who, who, like who invited you? The first person was an old friend, Caroline Graham. And then second was Aaron Nassis as well. What are they doing now? Now Aaron's living in Flower Mound, working. Um, he's calling people, asking for jobs. All right. And then so um, you, yeah. Caroline's nice, going nice. to dentist school. Oh, good. Somewhere in Oklahoma. Okay. City. So they said, Matthew, come with us to church. Yeah, and I went. And you said yes. Uh-huh. 
And then what happened when you got there? Well, when I got there, I remember being there and just feeling like I'm back home. And he just, I was saying, I wasn't saying in with your spirit, I was saying and also with you. Uh, oh, <laughs> so I've been gone for quite, for quite some switch. time. Wow. Um, but it was, it was good to be back. It felt like I was back home and I started really searching for the faith. But I was always, when I went back, I was always trying to go and escape pretty early. So I went to mass and I remember specifically every time sitting in the back and leaving like as Father Carey was leaving and just hoping that no one would see me. And I remember one day just like Father Carey like grabbing my shoulder and being like, who are you? <laughs> it's a running theme yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. but... <laughs> you just, yeah, so he just grabbed me like, you who are you? Um, there's dinner. And he invited me to dinner. I sat oh. and had dinner and met some people and... Oh, it's just and jumped that. in because I remember meeting you when I first got to Stillwater, and I would come over either to can celebrate or and you were like serving mass and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and then you so then I mean that's a big jump from not going to church hardly at all, and then becoming a seminarian. How did that happen? Oh yeah, it's a it's a big jump. But when I look back at my past and my life, I mean, when I was in first grade, I wanted to dress up as a pope. Um, so there was always a little bit, <laughs> there's always a little bit of, um, kind of desire I would say in that, but it actually, it was whenever I was, um, the first time being extraordinary minister of Holy Communion because the priests are the ordinary ministers. And whenever I was an extraordinary minister, I just remember the desire of giving other people the body of Christ. Ooh, yeah. And it was kind of everything was kind of You should think about being a priest. We, get, yeah. we do that all the time. We do that all the time. Um, so I remember doing that and just feeling so, just a lot of happiness with that. And then spiritual fatherhood as well. And this constant giving. Because when I look at marriage, it's kind of, I mean, it's awesome. And it's obviously really beautiful. And it's definitely sad, you know, being like. Marriage is sad? No. I'm like, just, <laughs> just like. <laughs> we have a lot of pe- married people that listen, Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> It's not sad, but the, you know, give, giving that up. But for spiritual fatherhood, is it's just this constant giving. Like when yeah. I saw Monsignor Gallus at seventy-four years old, still baptizing. Who's your favorite priest? Favorite priest? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Father who, Christian who are, at Saint Minor. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. A little shout out to Father. He was a couple years Minor. behind me. Uh-huh. Uh, who who is who are some of the priests that have been who have influenced you? Um, Father Carey. Father Brian O'Brien. Father Kerry who? Wakulich. Oh, really? I know. Huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, who else? Monsignor Gallus, for yes, sure. Yes, good man. His devotion to the Lord and his happiness had still, like, he was so happy to baptize this little, and to, to give First Communion. And this man's 74 years old. He's been doing it for 50 years. And the joy that He's, was within him to yeah. still teach kids the faith. It's um, it was just really beautiful That's to inspiring. see. Inspiring, yeah. It's inspiring. It also kind of taught me that like, there's just so much to spiritual fatherhood that I love. I love that. So well, we're glad you're with us. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. For having Thanks me. for hanging out with us. So we're gonna talk about uh, we're gonna talk about baptism today. Uh, you you just mentioned you know like the joy of and we get to do it all the time. You know of of we do a lot of weddings and then what comes out of weddings, right? Babies. Lots of them. And then what do we do with babies? We baptize them. Um, I had an awesome baptism uh, just a couple weeks ago on the Feast of the Holy Family. 
Jess and Frank Arena, their first baby. Uh, and it was awesome. It was awesome. We were going to do it during Mass, but we thought with COVID, there'd be a lot of people too close to each other. Anyway, so we did it kind of between the Masses. I like doing it better at Mass. It's more of a festive celebration. But anyway, um, so baptism was in the news in the fall, maybe the summer, right? There was this priest. This is a long, long story, which we won't go into totally. But anyway, there was this priest in Detroit mm-hmm. who was a priest and then watched watched, his, his, watched a video of, of his, his ba- baptism, baptism from yeah. when he was a baby. And the deacon who oh, baptized totally him— totally botched it. Instead of saying, so what happens when I when I baptized little Brooke uh, Brooke Arena uh, a couple weeks ago, Nine I said pounds, six ounce little baby Brooke. Arena. That's right. I okay. said I put you pour water or you submerge them in water, and then you you say so you have to use water. Uh-huh. And water was used with this priest. Are we talking matter and form, or we just we're talking matter and form? But we'll get to what oh, that okay, what that means. And then the but the but the deacon or the priest or I don't know, whoever who, who was a deacon who baptized him instead of saying. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. He said, we, we baptize you. We? Like we, like, and I, I think know what he was implying the, was sort of his, the, his, the community baptizes. We, the independent persons of the Holy Trinity who are not co-eternal with each other, those? I, I think the, we- the deacon was, was trying to say, like, we, this community baptizes you. Yeah. Which is not, so in the, in the Catholic Church, we have... What we call sacramental theology, we have. Matthew clear- ever studied that? You in the, in the- no, no. Matthew is still <laughs> studying philosophy, but he'll get there. He'll get All there. So we have <laughs> sacramental theology. Yep. Um, we have sort of clear teachings about what is a sacrament and what right. isn't, but then we also have something called canon law, which is like the law of the church. So just as you have laws that govern how we treat each other in the world, how we drive, you know stuff like that. Right. The church has Correct. law of how we are to operate as a church. And part of that law is how sacraments are to be administered. By whom? Yeah, because you can't just do them however you want. For whom? Right. I can't say, I'm going to baptize my dog with Dr. Pepper. <laughs> no. Right? No, 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 no. That's, that's wrong on many levels. One, if you're going to yeah. baptize a person, you have to use water. And two, you can't baptize dogs. Right? Baptism sacraments are for living human beings. That is right. And so in this case, this deacon in, in uh, the Detroit area kind of took it upon himself to change the, the form by which a baptism ought to take place. But it also took place uh, because the priest up in Ponca City had to be rebaptized, had to be baptized, yeah, first never. communion, and then he had to be ordained a priest, not for the, not for the very first time. But for the very first time. Right. <laughs> like he had to be. So it was sort of a big sort of point of controversy. I guess when, when that was, August or September. Yeah. But I thought it would be worth our time to uh, talk a little bit about, uh, about baptism um, because it's, it's, it's very important. It's the first of the sacraments. Okay. Um, it's a sacrament can, of you, initiation and gets you, gets you into the door. You cannot, in, we would say you cannot receive any of the other sacraments, reconciliation, anointing of the sick, the Eucharist, confirmation, marriage, mm-hmm. holy orders. You cannot receive any of those unless you have first been baptized. So, so Matthew Tracy, when you went to seminary, mm-hmm. you had to show that you had been baptized, that you had received your first communion, and that you had been confirmed. 
Yes? Yes. Yeah, because you're now uh-huh. studying to be a priest, and in order to be a priest, you have to have had all those sacraments along the way. So it's very important. And then we're also at the time of year, both at St. John's and at St. Francis Xavier, where we are preparing um, individuals to come into the Catholic Church. So school hasn't started yet, but you when you when you guys ramp back up in January, you're gonna have what what night do you, do you guys do RCIA? Oh, uh, Tuesdays. Tuesday, Tuesday yeah. night. We do we do it also on Tuesdays. Tuesdays Correct. is a powerhouse of people. It's not becoming our best night, Catholic. but we also have a lot of stuff on Wednesday nights. Yeah. So yeah. it just we have to move it to yeah. Tuesday night. So there are individuals, and maybe you're listening and you want to become one of them. You just let us know. These are people who are not Catholic, but who desire to become Catholic. So that could either be someone who has never been baptized, or in most cases, it's somebody who's been baptized in another Christian denomination, religion, yeah. denomination, and then they want to come into full communion. So in that case, they've already been baptized. So we don't read. <laughs> no longer a pagan, right? If we can show that they were baptized with water, correct, and in the name of the Trinity. Fantastic. The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. The we? The Not we. No, I baptize. I baptize you. <laughs> okay. So, but what is also very interesting, and this is sort of a source of, uh, I don't know if it's like a source of controversy, but it's sort of one of those Catholic teachings that I think a lot of people have trouble with that I think we should dive into. So one, what, one of the things that the Catholic Church teaches is that baptism is necessary for salvation. Do you guys believe that? Were, were you looking at me for an agreement? I, I and, just, and the I'm answer just, is... I'm just wondering if you believe that. And the answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> Good. Good. Yes nice. and. Yes and. And what? And and there's also that we talk about the other ways of uh, baptism. Remember? Um, baptism by desire, baptism by blood. Ooh. So we haven't dove Ooh. into that, but it's... Let's on, dive in. Uh, okay. So we're saying, you're saying there's three... Forms? What are three yeah. kinds? Yeah, of, three kinds of three sort of, of kinds baptism? of baptism. I mean, one, I mean, is very clearly the chief one, which is the 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 baptizo to dip, which is like is from the mikvah, the the baptizing of washing away the sins that are uh, that are in us. Yeah, the catechism and, says it means to plunge or immerse. Right. What's yeah. that catechism number? What twelve fourteen? And so there's that baptism, which is. The, the one that Jesus instituted in the Jordan River, that one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. Uh, and so we, we all participate in that when we get baptized. That's the normal. Yeah, that's the normal. The ordinary way yeah, is, one is would a, be baptized. baby. All three of us were baptized like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as a baby, as a, a, you know, a teenager, as an adult, or an elderly person on your last moments of life, uh, you get baptized. But then there's the, these other two that sort of are, are out there as well. We talked about talk about them as baptism by blood, and Ooh, we you know we talked baptized uh, with blood. Yeah, we talked about it in martyrdom. Remember the um, the guys on the on the northern coast? They were uh, of Egypt when sort of the Syria uh, sort of the, the recent guys the, the, the t- were all um, beheaded on the beach. Wasn't the Taliban? It was Al Qaeda, and those guys were being beheaded on um, on the beach of the Mediterranean. And the guy, when they asked him, this individual, which I, I've never learned his name, they said, what are you? And he says, I'm whatever religion they are. I believe what in whatever God they believe in. It's like the, um, what is it, the 40 martyrs of like Croatia or something like that. Those guys that were Roman soldiers that were like frozen, nearly frozen to death and then were. I don't know that story. Okay. I'll tell really, you. 
Really cool story. I trust you. Okay. So we had that baptism by blood. Like this guy believed in the God of these other So other not baptized Christian with men. blood, baptized kind of by, by their, mm-hmm. by their giving of their, their lives. life. Yeah. All right. So we got baptism by water. Which is the normal, the normal way. By blood, uh-huh. which is pretty extraordinary and doesn't no, happen to a lot of people, right. but has happened and still happens. And then, uh, and then the third, baptism. and this is where it gets like, uh, like, what are we talking about here? Baptism by desire. So baptism by desire is that moment where that, that person wants to be baptized. They have this great desire, but for some reason, maybe it's in their family. Uh, say their family is a, a strict sort of non-baptizing religion. And they are like, I really want to get baptized, but I can't because my parents won't let me or my family won't let me. Um, for some reason, they are restricted from um, the, uh, the administration of baptism. Or they live in, say, a country where baptism is not permissible. Like they found the gospel or they've had this moment of conversion, like God has spoken to them and called them from some religion they are into Christianity. But they, they've discovered like, oh, in order to be a Christian, I have to be baptized. Because baptism is that entrance in to the Christian life. We heard that in the Acts of the Apostles in the writings. Like, sure. They like they go down and they baptize them. Sometimes there's those weird moments where they find somebody with the Holy Spirit and they said, have you ever been baptized? And they're like, we don't know what baptism is. And he's like, Peter's like, oh, no. You've got the Holy Spirit. How did that get, happen? Get over here. Get over here. Okay. So then the baptism by desire is in the depths of that person's heart, and they want to have their sins forgiven and be a Christian. This is how the Catechism talks about it, Twelve, paragraph 1260. Every man who is ignorant of the gospel of Christ and of his church— but seeks the truth and does the will of God in accordance with his understanding of it can be saved. It may be supposed that such persons would have desired baptism explicitly if they had known its necessity. So baptism is a big deal, and we need to make it a big deal. And, and we say we say baptism is necessary, necessary for, for salvation. And then in Catholicism, there's this and. There's always this sort of and orbiting around. Both and. Yeah, both Not and. either or. Yeah, yeah, just like both and, both and. It's always just sort of orbiting around there. Yeah, and I, I, that we can talk about baptism by blood, baptism by desire. Yeah, I, I don't think we talk about it enough. You know, I, I know other denominations are like, okay, this is baptism weekend, everybody. Get geared up. Yeah. And they talk about it as... But my my critic my criticism there would be in some of those cases some of those people are already baptized. Mm-hmm. So when we say in the creed we say I believe in you know one uh, what's the what's the last baptism for the forgiveness one of baptism sin. for the forgiveness of sins. Um, I think what happens in some places you know they have those kind of big baptism weekends or something and it and there's people going to be baptized who have already been baptized. Correct. But now they're they're they, I think in those in those churches and if and if if I'm wrong on this somebody call me, uh, they they're saying, okay yeah you were baptized as a baby but like that doesn't almost like that doesn't really count. Um, so now we're gonna really you know really baptize you're gonna you. because there's the the type of baptism you're talking about is called believer's baptism. 
And it's when a person comes to belief and they say, yes, I want to be baptized. And so we find that throughout the scriptures. People are like, I want to be baptized. And then there's those moments throughout the scriptures where it's the whole family is being brought in. Yeah, the, whole the whole family is being, yeah. it, it's kind of like this. Uh, Father Chris Daigle said this to me one time. He, he said, uh, we, when a person is born into a family, they get the, the same last name. They get access to food. They get access to the home. They even get access to the will, like the family inheritance. So why would we give them the greatest gift, mm. which is the forgiveness of their sins and forgiveness of their sins in Christian life? Why wouldn't we give them that? Like that's the most important thing. Why don't they get that? And the answer is, well, we, we have to wait for them to uh, make their own decisions. Make their own decisions. But what's, what's, this is the Catholic understanding of baptism. Is the, it's, it gets rid of original sin. So to help you make that decision to be a disciple. And I think that's where the Catholicism differs from a lot of other, it, that we believe in original sin. Yeah, so those baptisms. I baptism- think a lot of, a lot of other, a lot of Christian denominations don't, don't have a, a really kind of a firm understanding of that we're born with sin. So other Christian denominations, when they have those baptismal weekends or baptismal days or something, I think I, I've discovered three things sort of in them. Tell uh, us. I know. I know. One is that they don't have the sacrament of confession. So if they do believe in, ba- in oh. baptism as a forgiveness of sins, it's the way to get rid of your sins. But then that goes against Tertullian's line where he says, confession is the second plank of baptism. Like it's a participation in that baptism. So uh, since they don't have the absolution of sins or the power to forgive sins, they just requ- they just go back to the power of baptism again. But that doesn't take away original sin, nor does it take away their other sins. Wow. Two, I think it is like some way to get them into the community. Like baptism, oh gosh, you get into our community. A public display. It's a public display yep. of my faith. And so, yeah, that's great. It's a public display of your faith. A person can have believers baptism and they can be given this great treasure. Uh, The third one is that they don't think uh, that baptism as an infant actually did anything. Ooh, that's a Because it's connected with two, which is believers baptism. Right. And and, And the scriptures both state there is believers baptism and there's baptism of the whole family. And there's baptism, you know, people, they're filled with the Holy Spirit. And Peter's like, okay, you got to be baptized. So there's, there's all of these things. It's not just this or this. Uh, so uh, I, I think wow. that, uh, ba- I mean, baptism is critical to yes, we entering say, I mean, into yeah, this. Yes, so I mean, we, well, we, we believe very strongly that baptism is, ne- is necessary for salvation. And so... Uh, what do you think, Matthew Tracy? You're a theologian almost. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna be studying this. Uh-huh. It's necessary for salvation, and I think that's why the church allows, or wouldn't say it allows, but there's different. I mean, God is is very merciful. There's you desire it. Wow, very insightful. Did you are you gonna write a thesis on that when you get to when you finish theology? I didn't have much uh, there. <laughs> you did. He's getting there. I know. I know. There. Wow. Uh, I'll go back to your pastor in college and scold him for his poor preparation for you in the catechesis yes, of baptism. Terrible, terrible. I know. Pastoring. Who was that guy? Who was that? No. Oh no, that's right. You, oh. Didn't you get confirmed at St. John? Yeah. yeah. Oh, mom. 
I'm oh, sure me, you oh, talked my. about it. He just wasn't listening. He was asleep on that day. He was looking at girls. Yeah, I believe it. And I was like, get behind him, Saban. So just a little, a little kind of some sacramental theology. So in every sacrament, there is something <coughs> called matter and something called form. Mm-hmm. So it has to be in, in, every, in every sacrament. So let's, let's, let's walk through it, okay? Um, so let's say in baptism, what is the, the, the matter, M-A-T-T-E-R? Like, what is the stuff that makes baptism? Oh, I, I got I got Okay, yeah, okay. Uh, the person, there has to be a human being there, a living human being, right? You can't baptize. Yeah, you can't baptize dead people. Dead. Yep. So Father, ha- this person died. Please come baptize them. Uh, uh, sorry, Kurt. Okay, there ha- there has to be a living, breathing human being there. There has to be water. Yeah, water. Okay. Yep. There has to be water, and uh, then you you have to be able to speak them. Yeah, words. Yeah. Yep. Words. So that's part of the form, and the yeah, it's part of the form. Mm-hmm. Then. So uh, you know, at least matter. Yeah. So you so. have to have wa- water, a, per- a living person, an unbaptized person. Ooh, hello. That's right. So if you've already been baptized, you can't be mm-hmm. sort of rebaptized. Um, There's no such thing as rebaptism. There's no, one baptism. One baptism to rule them all. That's right. And then you have to have the proper form. So that's where that those baptisms of that priest in Detroit, where that fell short. The form was was wrong. We he, the, the deacon said we baptize, and you can't say that. It's but why bad, does it? That's bad why, theology. But why does that matter? Why does the um, words? Because when you're saying so, when when, when you when I baptize a baby, when I baptize anybody, um, who's doing the baptizing? God, Je- Jesus Christ is doing the baptizing, and who is he doing that through? He's doing that through me, right? And so yeah. I don't say, I, Father Brian O'Brien, baptize you. Uh, and I don't say we baptize you, as in the parish of Saint Francis Xavier, because the parish is not doing the baptizing. And then even I'm not doing the baptizing in the strict sense. It's Jesus who's doing the baptizing. And so when I say, I baptize you, it's Jesus doing Yeah, go, go back Yeah, go back to our episode on uh, Jesus, why Jesus needed to be baptized. Ooh, and you can go yeah. back and get, gather up some. A year ago, a year ago yeah, today. Right. Yeah, yeah. So then the same thing is like, you know, when, when, you, when, I, when, I, when we celebrate Mass, it's not... Uh, take this, all of you, and eat it. You know, this this is my body. This is my Father Brian O'Brien's body. No, it's the body of, of the Lord. So does it need to be a priest to baptize? Uh, so normally, good question, Matthew Tracy. Uh, normally, the, the ordinary ministers of baptism would be a bishop, a priest, or a deacon. Um, but in an emergency situation, anyone can baptize. Even an unbaptized person can baptize. And what do you need? You need matter and form. You need the water, and you need the words, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit in an emergency. But don't be just baptizing people all over the place. So why oil? Why Uh, do you need oil? Oil where? During the baptism? Yeah. Oh, so the oil the baby's head. The oil is not uh the oil is, is important, is an important part of the baptismal rite. So we use both oil of the catechumens, um, which we uh anoint the, the child with, and then also a chrism, sacred chrism, uh, and we anoint the child's head with the sacred chrism. Though but those so those are important parts of the rite, but are not in the strict sense, kind of essential. Right. Father Kerry wants to say something. This is, uh, as soon as you started doing that, I remembered my first adult baptism. I, 
I had baptized probably, I didn't know how to do a baptism in English because I had probably done a hundred something of them in Spanish. So I knew the ritual in Spanish really well. And so I'm going to baptize this college guy. And I baptized him as a baby. I didn't know there was an adult ritual. So I got up and I said, and I, and I quote, uh, Becca, uh, Becca LePage. I hope she's not listening to this. She was Tony's godfather, godmother, and Will LePage was the godfather. No, no, no. Um, uh, Matamoros was the godfather. And I said, uh, can you unbutton his shirt? Because that's what always happened. And she's like, she looks at me and she's like, I'm not unbuttoning his shirt. And so I chrismated him on the chest. Like you would a baby. Like I would a baby. <laughs> And then after after the Easter vigil, I oh, looked at the book and it said baptism of a baby. And I was like, oh. So is he validly baptized? Oh, heck yeah, he is. Even though you did it that part wrong. Yeah. I mean, he got the words right. He just got extra oil. You got the matter and form correct. Yeah, just for an, a night. You used water and you said in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy yeah. Spirit. Yeah. Tony Rocha now plays for uh, the New York uh, City uh, football club. That's hilarious. That's <laughs> hilarious. Well, anyway, there's much more, of course, that could be said about the great sacrament of baptism. But we want to encourage, if you are not baptized, call us. We want to baptize you and bring you into the fullness of the faith in the Catholic Church. Amen. Baptism is necessary for salvation. Let's go down Thank you to, to, to uh, Seminarian Matthew Tracy for joining us, and we will see you next week. Have a great day. Peace.